This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report podcast presented again today by ABC Insurance Agencies. ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Boy, we couldn't have asked for a better day here in West Virginia for day two of Saints camp. Cooler temperatures, the sun was out for the most part, and a practice on the lower turf field today due to some rains here overnight. But it was our last day of seeing the Saints uh, without the full pads on, that's tomorrow. We'll talk a bit about that. We've got a great guest lineup for you, and I'll share with that with you in a moment. First up, John DeShazer, a little post-practice report after uh, the Saints go for almost the full three hours today. Yeah, they went after it a little bit. We saw, um, I think, a little bit more competition with the ones, uh, the number one the offense against the number one defense. Uh, we really saw some some nice acrobatic plays offensively. Um, but, again, the defense pretty much held its own. I mean, we see some improvement in this defense. And I know people say, you know, well, it's training camp and they don't have the pads on yet. But the progress has got to start somewhere. And, you know, we keep hearkening back to Jonathan Villman. I don't want to put too much emphasis on that. But this is the way it started with the defense getting wins in practice and making gains and making plays on the ball and those kinds of things. And, you know, it becomes infectious. You hope it, you hope it carries over to the pads then to the preseason games and then to the regular season games. But, again, it's got to begin somewhere, and right now it looks pretty good. No, no doubt. There were some highlight plays today, weren't there? Oh, my goodness. I mean, we saw, you know, probably the catch at camp. I can't imagine someone going to make a better catch than rookie Michael Thomas, a receiver from Ohio State, you know, diving one-handed, left-handed by the pylon in the left corner. Uh, one of the best catches you will see under any circumstances. And then Brandon Cooks. And Delvin Bro have a nice little scrap for a ball, and Brandon Cooks comes out with it. And Delvin Bro said, you know, I thought I had it, and I turned around, and, you know, right behind him, he didn't even see Cooks. Cooks comes out with it. So we saw some fantastic offensive plays, and those are the plays we're expecting to see those guys make. Mike Thomas could turn out to be huge for this team. He's big, he's athletic, and when you're talking about goal line situations, you know, that's what a quarterback like Drew Brees is looking for because, again, you're talking about a guy who, when you're in tight coverage, you know, you got to throw it sometimes, and the guy necessarily quote unquote open, but you got to put it to where only he can get it. And he looks like one of those guys who you can put it to where only he can get it. Thomas leads a group of young guys that look like they fit, at least early on here. They look like they belong. Um, we've seen Vaughn Bell make some plays at safety. Uh, yesterday, he intercepted Drew Brees. Today, he looked good again. Uh, but he, Mike Thomas, uh, Sheldon Rankins at defensive tackle. This draft class looks like they're ready to step in and play because um, we see guys high in the rotation. Sheldon Rankins took a lot of snaps with the number one defense. Um, Mike Thomas is, you know, he's running at number four receiver right now. But he, look, he's going to be impossible to keep mm-hmm. off the field. <laughs> Vaughn Bell's going to play. So these guys look like they're ready to get out there and contribute right away. Big news uh, in the addition of Hakeem Nix today. What did you take away from that? Well, veteran receiver who's extremely hungry. He's been injured the last couple of years. His production's gone down from his heyday with the Giants. He's only 28 years old, and, you know, for some reason I thought he was a little bit older, but he's only 28 years old. He says he's completely healthy, and he is hungry 
you know, figuratively and literally, he wants to get out there. He the Saints obviously one of the places he wanted to go because he wanted to play with a quarterback like Drew Brees. He understands the ball distribution, and he knows that in this system he's going to get his opportunities. He's going to have to make the team, obviously, and it ain't going to be easy. But you know, you talk about a guy with some veteran leadership and some talent, and I believe you know if he gets on this team, he's he's going to have a chance to contribute. He really sounds hungry. He said he was you know as soon as he worked out for the Saints, he was texting Coach Sean Payton. Peyton never responded to the Texans, by the way. He didn't respond to him, but he kept texting him. I said, you know, what did you text him, you know, Hakeem? He said, you know, I just texted him, let's hunt, let's hunt. So, you know, he looks like he's ready to go. That's 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 a great story right there. Boy, does it get more real tomorrow. Uh, for the first time, the full pads will go on. That's when I, I'm eager to watch, especially the guys up front when those pads go on, starting tomorrow. Well, that's when the evaluation process for those guys begins. When you're out there in shoulder pads and, and shells and helmets, it's difficult because you can't be as physical. But now these guys are going to be able to lay hands on each other, and there's going to be some popping, and they're the ones who really need it the most. Receivers and cornerbacks, you can kind of tell a little bit. You know, it's, it's a lot more technique. But a lot of times on the line, it's just sheer force. And so we got to find out who's got that force of will and who doesn't. I know Coach Payton doesn't want those guys to necessarily go overboard, but it's going to be difficult to dial them back because they've been ready to get in pass for a long time. John DeShazer with us here. J.D., have you decided yet what you're going to write for NewOrleansSaints.com later today? Well, I was going to go with Zach Streif, probably end up doing that tomorrow, so it's probably going to be Hakeem Nix today. Just talk about him joining the team, uh, what he hopes to add to the receiver's room because he's joining a talented, albeit young, room, so you know he can give a little, a little bit of leadership and guidance in there. John DeShazer gets us started today. Let's talk about our guest list on this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. It's a good one, to say the least. First up, Wide, speaking of wide receiver, first up, our first visit of this training camp with wide receiver Brandon Cooks. It's a lot different, but, you know, what's crazy is it's, it's so much left out there on the meet. I mean, just from year two to year one that now year three is just like, boy, or some, there's some stuff out there. If I would have just did or I would have been smarter in this position, uh, it could be special, and that's what I'm working on. And then from the defensive side of the football, today the always affable Cam Jordan on today's Black and Blue Report. I think we have a very talented interior line this year. Um, years prior has been one or two pieces. Um, I think we have uh, talent not within the starting line, but within the rotation as well. And finally, we throw in a little nice surprise for you to finish up. Not football, NASCAR today. We've got the Daytona 500 champ, Denny Hamlin, as our final guest on what we hope is a great Friday conversation. Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. Right to Brandon Cooks after these messages. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or coworkers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes and ask how you can be a part of the action on center court. For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Time to welcome Brandon Cooks into the conversation here on this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I, you know, Brandon, I couldn't help but notice when Hakeem Nix walked into the uh, 
into the building today that yeah. you are now no longer with the most yeah. experienced guy in your which position group room, which is which is somewhat, I don't want to say crazy, but unique in that in your third year and, and, and you're that much of the veteran of this group. How was that? You know, it's one of those things that, that speak volumes, what the coaches think about me and about us in that room, period. Uh, not to feel like they needed to bring anyone in like that until, you know, I came. Um, you know, like I said, that speak volumes. Uh, I mean, that's exciting. That makes you want to work hard, and that makes you want to uh, prove the coaches right, that they're right, that they don't need really anyone else. When you now watch film of yourself, um, how different does it look from year one? It's a lot different, but, you know, what's crazy is it's, it's so much left out there on the meet. I mean, just from year two to year one that now year three is just like, boy or something there's some stuff out there if I would have just did or I would have been smarter in this position uh, it could be special and that's what I'm working on yeah, for don't, yeah don't take this the wrong way yeah. I somewhat feel like we're still scratching the surface oh, 100%, with 100% yeah. 100% but we won't be saying that the, we won't be saying that again after this year okay two days in a row now you've you've given us at least one special catch each day so that's a nice little streak you're starting yeah. to build here do we do we have to do you have to feel good about your day uh, to have a catch like that in succession oh no I mean it's just all the little things uh, uh, you know that I'm working on you know catching is one thing you know that's what we taught to do uh, but it's some other things that I'm working on in my game that you know, necessarily I ain't come away from practice that I felt was great, and so I need to go back to the drawing board, and I need to go watch film and make sure I hit hit those things on the nail so it don't happen again. Yeah, like a year ago, we were standing like 10 yards from here, and you were talking about yards after catch. Yeah. Is that conversation still valid? Still, that's still valid. That's still valid. That is. I look back over NFL history, and I think of, there have been these teams that sometimes have had these, these great wide receiver cores, mm-hmm. Duper and Clayton with the Dolphins. Yeah. Indianapolis had their group for a while there. With Reggie Wayne, St. St. Louis, yep, Torrey Holton, and right. So what I'm getting at here is, I guess, I'm looking at a guy like Michael Thomas, who's so young, but, man, he seems to be very talented. Yeah. Willie Sneed coming off of his kind of his breakout yeah. year. And you, of course, it's it's almost as if. Can't forget about the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah. And, but, but it's almost as if you all might be getting to the point now where when that huddle breaks, there isn't one guy to keep on the ball. Exactly. They don't know who getting the ball. Right. And that's and – that, and that's, when you just look around the league and you see, once again, great receiver cores, uh, it's never really just that one dominant guy anymore. Not in this league because then you double them, you triple them. But when you got a core that you can't double, you got to go ahead man to man, and you 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 in danger with a with a sniper like that and Drew Brees uh, that's back there. Uh, you don't know where the ball is going, and that's uh, as an offense, that's what you want. During the preseason television broadcast coming up, you know. We're going to have all these storylines and position group battles that we're going to talk about. If if you were holding the microphone on the air with us, mm-hmm. what would you say about the wide receiver position group and what that position battle looks like? And I and I, I'm talking about more of kind of filling out and rounding out the group because there's you know it's that's going to be yeah you know so if I'm on the other side, <laughs> I mean you got guys making plays every day uh, throughout camp already. Uh, man, it's. You see why we, you know, we didn't really bring anyone in. Mm-hmm. Uh, every every person has such a special component to their game. I mean, the competition is there, and uh, you, I don't think guys will know until you know day one of regular season because it's that you know big of a competition. Is there a guy that maybe I should watch a little more than I have? I mean, you just we'll keep watching them all, uh, watching them all. Yeah. But uh, you know, obviously, we all been watching the guys that's been here for a couple of years, but. R.J. Harris, Kyle Prater, you know, Tommy Lee Lewis, uh, Lampert. I mean, all of them. You, uh, Dangerfield, 
it seems like every time you come walk away from this thing, there's one guy in that receiver room that makes it that a lot of people don't expect. So always keep your eyes out open. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Hey, I noticed on your on your chain there, you now have a bow and arrow yeah. to go along with your cross. Yeah. That matches, obviously, the bow and arrow that fans see on yeah. the field. I can't tell you how many times people ask me why you do yeah. that. You want to set the record you know, straight? It's one of my things that home me in and keeps me humble. And, and basically, it's just one of my scripture, favorite scriptures from the Bible. And uh you know, to keep my faith and just continue to remind myself why I'm here and that, you know, it's by grace, not anything that I have done. And uh, so Psalm 144.6, and, um, you know, I think about it every day and when I look at it, um, you know, it just keeps me humble, but at the same time out there on the field, I'm ready out there for battle. All right. I know you said that it doesn't matter if you have that great catch and have a streak going, but I'll look for one tomorrow. Is that fair? Oh, and one more thing about the pads going on tomorrow. How how much? What is the what is what what's the biggest effect that that has on a wide receiver that transition into full pads? No, I, I would say I would probably say mainly just uh, getting used to the body movements with with the pads on. Nothing else. I mean, um, if you're fast, you're fast. You know, yeah. uh, if you can catch, you can catch. It's more of just getting the body language. Uh, you know, in and out of breaks, uh, the biggest thing. Thanks as always. Have a great camp. No problem. Have yep. a good one. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new Summer Hydration Smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. You know, like most things in life, some people are just easier to talk to than others. Mm-hmm. And in my world right now in talking with football players, Cam Jordan's one of those guys that I always seem to find an ease in talking to. Why is that? You always, you always are with me that way and with everybody else, it seems. Uh, it's probably because Cam Jordan has conversations with Cam Jordan, so Cam Jordan likes to be... Easy, easy to get along with. You went third person already on me. I mean, we were we're twenty five seconds early. It's, yeah. it's the first day of camp. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um, no, uh, I just like to enjoy life, have a good time, and as long as we're working hard and, and I can see everybody working and putting in that work, it's it's easy to be easy going uh, when everybody wants to love, love the job and, and works as hard as we do. Yeah, it's interesting. My brothers in special forces and those guys seem to have this ability that when it's go time, they have this different personality, and then when it's I'm with my family or friends or normal world, they. They adjust easily. You seem to be that kind of guy with regard to being a trained killer on a football field, but yet your personality goes back to, you know, like most people when you're not between the lines. Um, I'll say my old lady tell you I'm just sort of sarcastic all through the board, <laughs> so it just works well on the football field. Um, it still allows me to, like, get in great position in, in, in order to make a tackle, but after I make the tackle, I'm going to have a couple remarks for you that you just, you know, may or may not deal with. So that's on them. 
Let's talk about the first day of practice. Is it is there are there any parallels to first day of school? Do you ever see it that way? I mean, everybody's excited. Everybody's a little like, grabby from the old lineman stance. Um, <laughs> that, that being said, uh, everybody's eager to get to work, and I can only uh, I can't really call it the first day of school until we touch pads. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a good it's a good pre pre warm up. We'll call it summer school right now. Is it is it kind of like an extension of OTAs then because you're in shorts? Yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly that for the first two days, just um, getting everything back. I mean, you already have in your memory. You've probably been looking over your books and uh, knowing your plays, but at the same time, you haven't had physical application. That's what it's about uh, first couple of days, and then we finally get some pads on, and then we'll test out the fire. When there's a conversation about pass rush with this group, you start the conversation. And then last night, Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis talked about the compliment to you or the the rest of that story being here on this roster and that a big thing in this training camp is fleshing that out finding out those answers how does how does that happen how does that process go um you know i think we have a very talented interior line this year um years prior has been one or two pieces um i think we have uh talent not within the starting line but within the rotation as well mm-hmm. um you talk about guys like nick fairley and sheldon rankins and um you even talk about possible Tyler Davidson, Bobby Richardson, and even John Jenkins probably looks as best as he's I've ever seen him. And this is going on whatever year it is for him, five, four? Yeah, uh, yeah this is year six for me. <laughs> Time's flying, but he's looking great. He's moving well. And I'm excited to see what the interior does. As far as exterior goes, you know, you still have uh, Kasim Adabali, who who showed great potential last year. And then you also have uh, Oboom Guachum. Uh, who's coming off the edge with great speed. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much we can develop in the next couple weeks. You mentioned Guachum. I mean, he looks the part. It's kind of scary when you see him standing there. That's just standing there, let alone playing. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. He showed a lot of potential last year. Um, Again, you know, you still have to think about Kasim Adabali as well. Um, Had five sacks last year in in sparing play. Um, And he's only getting better with time. Tell me about these next couple of days teach me here about maybe what I should watch or how I should, what lens should I watch the next couple of days? I don't even want to ask you about next week yet, but just talk about the next couple of days. It's all about, it's all about effort. It's all about hard work. Uh, this first couple of days is, is just that um, building the foundation. We're not even laying the foundation yet, building the foundation. Um, and as soon as we get pads on, then we'll be what I consider laying the foundation. We're getting our bodies right, we're getting our, our body lean right, um, really getting our, our, our physical and uh, mental aspects in sync. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's one thing to walk through plays. It's another thing to actually have to fight through plays, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, once again, easy, fun conversation. Appreciate it. Hey, best, all the best to you. Much appreciated, much appreciated. All right. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. 
When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. You know, I know we've been talking a lot of football now that training camp's underway, but why not a little NASCAR? Because Denny Hamlin is at the Greenbrier. I want to say that he's a part-time resident here at the Greenbrier, and he's here for a, a very special cause this weekend. We'll talk about that. First of all, nice to meet you. This is my first time to get a chance to talk to you. Yeah, it's great. To, uh, you know, it's you know, I, I hate being here under these circumstances, but uh, you know, the Greenbrier is kind of a second home for me. Uh, you know, everyone here has been so great, and it's tough that they uh, had to go through the tra- tragedies of the floods uh, just a month ago. So. Um, you know, we're here to try to help out some kids and some families that are affected by that. And, um, you know, like I said, I hate being here under these circumstances, but it's, uh, it's good to see this community starting to rebuild. And, Denny, you're, you're basically squeezing this visit in during a busy time on the NASCAR schedule. What specifically do you hope to accomplish with your visit here this week? Well, we teamed up with uh, Kyle Larson and his sponsor, Target, and, and went there and bought a bunch of toys for kids. Um, you, you know, and I found, you know, when families are going through tra- tragedies and most of these kids uh you know have, have you know had to endure something uh, negative in their life i mean give them a toy or uh, something to play with a puzzle maybe just gets their minds off of the struggles that their families are having just for a minute so um you know we're trying to help them out and obviously there's a lot of uh, initiatives and foundations that have started because of this flood and uh, this disaster and you know, we're just trying to pitch in and help. Who called who? Did you call Kyle or did Kyle call you? Or, you know, how did that work? I called Kyle to try to help out. Obviously, um, you know, we, he's done a great job, and he, he mentioned that he wanted to help as well, and we wanted to come here and do this together. So uh, I thought it was a great effort, uh, especially both of us having kids ourselves. You know, another way I can introduce you right now is the reigning Daytona 500 champion, and it's August now, just about. Has it has it sunk in yet? Is is that title still feel pretty good? Yeah, it does, no doubt. It it doesn't get old by any means. So uh, it, it's a great that was a great day for us, and obviously we're still riding that wave. And but you know the work has still got to be done, and uh, we still got some work to do as the playoffs are about to start for us, and in, in a matter of just a, a month or two. Denny, when when we talk about NFL football, we look back at a particular game or a postseason game. There's always seemingly a moment that you can almost point to to say, okay, that was a difference maker, or in our preparation, we accomplished a win because we did that. When you think back to Daytona, can you put your finger on anything yet? You know, I think there was a moment where we all, you know, uh, found that all the Toyotas were working really well in practice, and, um, you know, we wanted to just stick together the best we could, so we stayed in line for a very long time. Uh, at the end of that race and um really there was five Toyotas that could have won at any particular time on the final lap I was the first got just the first to make a move and uh it worked out great for us and unfortunately we had four of us that didn't win but you know still it was a great team win for our organization and uh we we had a lot of fun you know getting Toyota their very first Daytona 500 win is this one yours this is this is goodness hi Taylor Taylor's got to be what three or four she's right in the middle perfect uh three and a half yes 
when you look back, I mean, refresh my memory. Was that the Taylor got M and M's? Refresh my memory, Denny. Was that the the closest finish in NASCAR history? Yeah, at the Daytona 500, it was. Uh, there was one that was, you know, one or two that have been closer at other racetracks, but definitely the closest by Daytona 500 in, in history by far. So uh, it was a, it was just a crazy day, you know. Really, the last 30 seconds, I wish I could relive it, you know, in the race car because it happened so fast. I really, you know, had to go back and watch it on tape to figure out exactly what happened. But uh, man, it was just crazy. I've seen it from every angle, from the fans in the stands to the in-car camera, the guy that was behind me, and and uh, I was like, wow, it was it was unbelievable for sure. How long until you got to see that first piece of video or a still photo of the finish? I mean, obviously you're still in the car. How long until you actually saw it? It was, you know, really. Um, Probably four or five days, I would say, um, before I saw all of it uh, because, you know, I had to go right directly to media uh, for for three days in New York right after. So um, really didn't get a break at all. I mean, we got to celebrate a little bit that night, but I had to wake up at five o'clock the next morning and get on the road and uh, take a flight up to New York. Let alone the size of an NFL player, because we have to get rid of that first when you talk about the cockpit that you guys are in. How many of those guys do you think are in NASCAR shape? You know, I don't think people realize the, the, the endurance and strength that goes into what you all do for several hours. You know, it's just a different, it's a different type of athleticism. I mean, you know, we endure heat. You know, last week I know for, you know, I gained back uh, about 13 pounds worth of water weight just overnight from Sunday night to, to Monday. Uh, you know, we just we, we sit in a race car that's 130, 40 degrees, and we're in there for a really, really long time, and we're having to go through G-forces and things like that. I mean, we hit a lot of walls, which is hard, and uh, so it's, it's difficult. It's, it's not just uh, getting behind the seat of your passenger car and going fast. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I really appreciate the insight. This was a pleasure to meet you. I hope, I don't know if you can, come over and catch a football practice while you're here, because I know Pocono's coming up, but sure I'm glad that you were able to come back to uh, kind of a home place for you to help out. Yeah, it's been, it's been great coming here, and obviously, uh, love that the Saints have, have chosen the Greenbrier as a place where they're you know they hold their training camp. So definitely going to take in a practice or two while I'm here. Well, one more thing, I heard you're a Panthers fan. Is that right, Denny? I'm actually a Redskins oh, fan. Oh, over over Panthers. I mean, Panthers simply because I'm 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 I live in Charlotte. You got to kind of root for the home team, but. Um, hey, I, I got I got no problems in, in Houdat Nation for sure. Redskins because you grew up, I think, in Virginia, or because you work for Mr. Gibbs. I actually because I grew grew up in Virginia, I've always been uh, a Skins fan. So, uh, coach didn't have to force me on that one. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, every once in a while, maybe turn on a Saints game and Absolutely. and give us a little good luck from that uh, that you brought with us uh, from NASCAR. No doubt, I always will. Thanks again. Thank you. Yep. That's a fun way to finish. Our thanks to Denny Hamlin and uh, a tip of the cap for what he's doing for this community here. I know a lot of NASCAR fans uh, are very uh, excited about what he's been putting together this season, going back to a thrilling Daytona 500. That'll do it for us on this Friday and for the week of the Black and Blue Report. We'll look forward to seeing you again on Monday. Don't forget, as the Saints practice Saturday and Sunday, you'll have ongoing coverage through NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app. We'll also pick up the basketball conversation starting again early next week. Thanks again to John DeShazer today as well. Same for Brandon Cooks and for Cam Jordan. Everybody have a great weekend. Who dat? And we'll see you next time here on the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies.
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.